0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business. I'm on with Marjorie Spitalnik, founder and CEO of Little Rebels. And thank you so much, Marjorie, for giving us the opportunity to have you in our show. It's our pleasure. You for having
1: I'm super excited to be here and honor. So thank you very much for having me.
0: We appreciate that. We appreciate that. And uh, Marjorie right here is an entrepreneur with over over 15 years of experience in advertising and uh, communication space so you're the one who created uh, at i don't know if i read it right that's yes. a, buho, buho, and i should have practiced that part so that's, that's okay. the company you transform kids drawing into like um um stuffed animal if i'm not yeah. mistaken so okay, and, no yeah go and, ahead <laughs> And one of the um, amazing thing that you got and we're pretty grateful about, that's why um, inviting you to our show is that you're, looking, you're always looking for a way to excel yourself and continue learning, empowering women and kids all over the world. So again, that's why I said it's our honor having you in our show. But um, talking to you, I can actually feel like the enthusiasm and the drive. So that's the first question goes, where are coming from?
1: So that's a hard question to answer on a day like today, which like enthusiasm <laughs> given have been very low today. So, uh, but I guess like, just as you said at the beginning, like my background is actually on PR and communications. I worked like almost 20 years in the industry. Um, I had nothing to do with the toy industry. And then I'm a single mom. So I have a daughter. And when she was around six years old, she came to me with a drawing and she told me, like, wouldn't be amazing if this was live, like, if this uh, drawing actually was real. And so I had, like, this light bulb moment and um, I said I should do a plush toy that looked just like her drawing. That was the dibujo. So we started... of course, I cannot do anything. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very bad with my hands. Like I'm very creative, but I'm, I'm not good executing. So, um, I look for like great professionals online that will like. Su- su- I hate this word uh, seamstresses. Is that correct? Yeah, that they were able to sew. Like they are English words that I still struggle because I'm, I'm from Uruguay, so in Latin America it's kind of different um so I went online and looked for people that were like up to the challenge and that they could transform their drawing into a stuffed animal so I found one I posted um a picture of my daughter with her drawing and her plush toy online because like the expression of her face was like yes this is what I want to do like the rest of my life I just want to make kids this happy and inspired to see that something that was in their mind was actually transforming to something real. So I launched that company. That's how I got into the toy industry. That was 2014. Then 2016, I got selected by ex-President Obama uh, as one of the young leaders of the America's Initiative program that he had. Uh, I got the chance to share with over 250 entrepreneurs from all Latin America and the Caribbean, which is extremely inspiring. Um, and that's how kind of like how I started to learn a little bit about the business. Like b- back at the days, people would tell me like, what's your pitch deck or uh, your elevator pitch? And I was literally thinking about an elevator. Like I had no idea, not even of the language that was used or anything. And then like my daughter started growing. So her needs started changing. At the same time, the Dibujo um, was very hard to scale up because it was one drawing, one plush. So it's it's not easy to make that scalable um, the way I wanted, which was working with women under um, different social stress situations, like um, victims of domestic violence, or they were ex-inmates, or like I only worked with that population of women. So it was very hard for me to scale that business up the way I wanted to. And in between, like a bunch of life things happened to me. And uh, the only constant is always my daughter. Like, she is my constant inspiration for everything I do. And so after years of going through her textbooks and noticing that nobody was talking to her about women in history, I noticed that there was something there missing. And I was like, well, we need to, at least me as a mom, it's my job to teach her about Marie Curie, Amelia Earhart, like all these great women in history. So... Yeah, I th- I feel like I'm jumping ahead on the questions, but that's my inspiration. Like, my daughter's my main inspiration.
0: <laughs> you no, know, that that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense, of course. And what I liked about it is, like, making um, stuffed animal out from drawing from kids, it's, like, pretty amazing because, like, you're making things that they created out to life, if, if you know what I mean. And exactly. one of the things is that we have a lot of people who have ideas in their mind who got inspired um, a lot by um, the, 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 the things that's around them. But what you did is you took action with the inspiration that you got. And then it's not that easy to scale, but, but you're, you're like gradually moving and um, like trying to grow it over time. So that's the question. Making this idea into an actual business, what's the greatest struggle? Uh, between um, the the idea and making it an actual business? And how did you overcome that?
1: So the biggest struggle is always financing, uh, especially if you're a woman. Uh, It's very hard to get... um, So the major struggles that I found, at least in my side, is like I had this idea let's say Little Rebels. That's my, reg- like my, my business right now. And the one that I was able to scale the most. So Little Rebels started with an idea. I was like, so maybe my daughter needs me to teach about her, these women in history. We learn better through play. So maybe all the experience that I had before with Wuho with my previous endeavor was just to bring me here where I am today. So what I did was I contact a friend of mine and I asked him to make some designs so I could like choose the the look alike of the characters. Cause like, uh, so people that are listening to this, you need to go to our website to see how our dolls look like. <laughs> but those that are actually mm-hmm. seeing it live. Um, if you check their faces, they look like little kids. They have these big eyes, like, because the idea is for kids to like, this is Amelia Earhart. So the idea is for kids to both look out, to grow up and be like Amelia, but also be able to relate to them. So that's why they look like kids. So the very first thing that I did was find a partner that was able to actually draw these dolls because I cannot draw and to understand the style that I wanted. Like I wanted them to look like Disney princess lookalike sort of thing because that's how kids relate the most easily to them on like when i was just already thinking this is on a supermarket shelf competing with elsa from frozen so if amelia is going to be sitting next to elsa like she needs to stand out even if they don't know that this is amelia her like the, she needs to stand out just by the looks so design for me was very important so i found someone that was able to actually design the doll and then from then i literally entered alibaba and start looking for factories in China um, that could do a sample. And then you'll say, how did you know which factory to choose? So I just look at their mm. previous customers. And so I chose one that was working with Coca-Cola, Unilever, like all these big brands. And I was like, okay, so if they are working with them, their quality must be good because I could not travel to China to actually check it. So I sent them um, the drawing and I was like, could you do a sample? So they sent back the sample back and forth, like pictures and everything until I got the final sample that I wanted. And they sent me the product. Once I had the product in my hands and I was like, okay, yeah, this is approved. um, I took pictures of all the dolls that I had and I launched a Kickstarter campaign because I had no phones to do it. So I raised the money to do the first batch of dolls, which were $2,000. And by that time, like Little Rebels nowadays is a plush line doll collection inspired by these female trailblazers that interacts with their app. So you scan their faces and you get access to videos, e-books, trivia, like all this educational content that tell their stories. But back in the days, and that was 2019, 2020, the app did not exist. So what I did was I launched this Kickstarter campaign, I raised the funds there, and then I went into a toy fair to see what happened. Mm. And it was like the craziest thing. I was just scrolling on Facebook and then I see this like ad of something called Women in Toys And they were like, oh, do you want to pitch your idea to like all these big toy companies like the Hasbro, Mattel, Spin Master, like all these big names. And I was like, yeah, what the Mm. hell? Why not? Like, I'm not going to be selected. But if I am, and of course I got selected, so I had to actually do it and travel, (laughs) which was the hottest part. So, um thank God for credit cards, I was able to actually book a flight ticket and, like, get all the hotels and everything and go and pitch them the idea. got amazing feedback from all the companies. They all loved it, but they all asked the same, like, does this come with a book? And that's when I realized uh, the plush by itself means nothing. Like, they need to learn their stories. And I didn't want a book by then because I didn't want to enter, like, that competition space, which was getting very... um, There were a bunch of books coming out at that moment about women in history. So I didn't want to, it made sense to me. So I thought kids spend a lot of uh, hours on their cell phone, might as well create an app that interacts with these plushes that makes some educational content available for them. And so at that fair, I ran into a Latin American friend of mine that I had no idea that was there, like 70 that he actually Mm -hmm. creates uh, apps. So we started working on the app at the fair and then I came back and six months later the app was live. He worked like he literally gave away his time for free. Like, I would say for free, but more like he was supporting me in the project. So this was Mm -hmm. like we are all in and then we figured out like salaries and stuff. Because as I was saying, like my biggest struggle is constantly finding funds to be able to keep moving. So I feel like I go like one step at a time. And that's the reason why I wasn't able yet to scale this at the level that I wish I could. But we started like this, like people jump in, they all help out. Like I'm a solo founder. I do absolutely everything in the company. So I just keep going, keep going, keep going. And um, we got into Macy's. Like we just launched it at 19 Macy's stores. Um, We just closed the deal with Nordstrom as well. So like we're growing. We have our eight museums, 15 toy stores, like this is really starting to grow, which is beautiful to see like your execution actually succeeding. Um, (laughs) How do I overcome or how do like, I overcome the struggle that was your question, right? Like major struggle, how do I overcome that? So major struggle, is always gonna be the lack of money. And how do I overcome that? I don't, that's the truth like I just keep pushing forward. But the truth is, I'm, I'm not able yet to overcome that issue. Like I'm hoping at some point I can say, oh yeah, I just did this and problem solved. Truth is, I'm constantly like struggling.
0: <laughs> and I, I believe that's uh, totally part of it. What's amazing about you is that despite of this, um, the struggles that you've experienced, or there's very high rejection in that, like part of the business and you face it all. So I know you're a woman but you have like a lot of like a lot of balls to do those decisions by <laughs> yourself and then um like going into that way even if you know again there's there's a very high rejection in there. And I don't know what how much work you put into it and how much rejection um you've overcome in order to 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 be where you are right now. So actually that's one of the quality that you need to have if you're going to, like, establish your business. It It's not easy. It, won't, it will be very difficult. You'll get chiseled. You'll get, like, burned. But you, you got to stay on it. So I know the answer is already in the – um the answer to that question is already said club, by yeah. you. But I just want to go into that one a little bit deeper. Like, yeah. how do you, like, sustain it? Like the the rejections, the difficulty, how do you like keep on pushing? Is there like a specific thing that you did, probably a belief that you have? Um, Like
1: to be completely honest with you, the level of rejection that I've faced the past three years, it's like insane. Um, Some of them hit so hard that I fell into depression for months and i had to get like help i get like a therapist and a hypnosis therapist specializing in depression like i got i went really dark <laughs> at some point um cuz it is super hard like there're really good people out there that help you keep going but also there're really mean people out there that either from jealousy or whatever or just the fact that they might want to do that and they don't have just like you said enough balls to go through it um they will like just I don't know diminish you or something so they, they can be really harsh I think that um and definitely like the amount of emails like I could make a dress out of the notes that I have received like I could just print them out and just like I don't know, make a dress or something and just wear them. Like if I knew how to do it, I I would probably do it. Like where probably wear my nose, because um, super hard. Like especially in toys, especially toys in the US, especially being a Latina and not living in the US. Like I'm doing everything from Latin America, so um, it was super. Cha- it is super challenging. It's not was it, it is. is. Um, so literally I take that one day at a time. Like there's I there's no magic recipe. There are gonna be days that I'm gonna feel like I can conquer the word. So the rejections are just gonna be like, yeah, okay. Like I mean, the node's already there. That's my baseline for everything. Like whenever I say I wanna reach out to um who did I say? I wanted to reach out to Jane Goodall. Like, they can, like I keep having that story uh, in the back of my head. And my friends, they all told me, oh, yeah, because Jane Goodall is going to answer an email from like Marjorie Spitonic from Uruguay, And she did. And my friends were like, Jane Goodall answer your email? And I was like, well, yeah. And if i never sent that email, like she would never known that there was a plush company out there trying to make her as a doll, uh, which I couldn't because she already signed with Mattel. But that's like, another story um but the fact is if you live your life thinking that the no is out there already then you have nothing to lose you're only mm. gonna win like you're only gonna gain a yes if you assume that no it's always the answer so once you adapt that like mindset that the no it's already there like you're not gonna lose anything and if somebody gets offended because you ask that's their problem not yours like you're just asking they're not obligated to do anything that helps a lot it's kind of like you you take it from a different perspective and then it's literally one day at a time and I would dare to say it's an hour at a time like when you're an entrepreneur because throughout a day uh, you can start your day really high with a very good news like either you get a big payment or you get a big order or like some influencer pick up your product and then I don't know you went viral like all those things that helps you on your business and then literally two seconds later get a a huge bill that you forgot to pay because you don't have the money and then you're like you're destroyed and then haters are always going to be there to hate and and slash you and so it's one step at a time, one day at a time, like mm. just breathe and keep going. There's no magic recipe for this. Like people would say to you, Yeah, meditate, do yoga. Yeah, I do all of that. And actually, meditation helps a lot. Like, I strongly recommend meditation. But there is no magic recipe behind this. You just, the, the only thing that you need to have, and that's the only thing that I always emphasize on, is you need to have your why very clear. Because when things get really bad, and they will, the only thing that will keep you going is why are you doing what you're doing? So in my case is empowering girls to become like great women when they grow up and and great scientists or artists or whatever they want to be with, like no matter the gender they have, that's my why. That's why I'm doing this. So whenever it gets hard and it always does, I will cry a little, like soak up this. I, I don't know how to say this, but I'm like clean the tears away and then just chin up and keep going again like it's OK. Mm. That's also another uh, important thing. It's OK to feel sad and it's OK to feel mad and be disappointed by the situation. Like that's OK. Allow yourself to feel all your feelings because you're not a robot.
0: That That's just totally amazing. I mean, like the, the sincerity where you're coming from. I I can really um, tell like the, the the genuineness. I don't know if that word exists, but uh, that's what I feel well, right now. And we need uh, include We need to create it. And um, I really appreciate your transparency and letting the world know about um how how the process or what the process what's the process in going through all of these or having these um a uh, success that you have got because uh, the internet right now. Um, is showing like only like fancy stuff amazing stuff like success but the actual thing is it it's very difficult like super difficult and that's the thing that you need to go through like what you keep on saying there's no magic formula and I don't know for our listeners but this is like the pattern that keeps on going um that, that that I observe in interviewing like a people that's already in in a very high position is that it will be very hard to the point that it's very depressing and that's the thing that you need to go through and it's totally fine and okay if you feel it that way there's no like shortcut or like what you said ma- magic formula you gotta face it yeah so i i got yeah, the word from Uh uh-huh.
1: i'm sorry to interrupt you but when you said you gotta face it um I think you need to face it because that's how you grow. That's how you learn. Mm-hmm. That's how you become the leader you want to become or that's how you become the founder you want to become. Like, challenges are there for a reason. You can either face them or, or just give up.
0: 100%. And the beauty behind this struggle, it's just... it It's just, um, like, miraculous somehow. Behind the struggles that you are... Um, working for it's amazing so just you gotta hang on tight and just let the music play and just keep on going because you gotta buy there's no like other excuses especially if you have a business yeah and I totally also agree with that meditation helps and a lot a lot a lot of the the leaders that I spoke with talk about like prayers meditation like mindfulness because it helped them a lot and also the same thing that they said you got to face it. Even if you meditate a lot of times, you got to face these difficulties. Oh, 100%. So, and I know a lot of things that are um, changing out there, especially with uh, the latest trends and development, um, uh, AI around, I don't know how this affects your business, but how do you keep up with that one? Or does that really like, affect your, um, uh, your business, like the latest trends and development that's going on?
1: So AI actually helped me a lot being a solo founder. And I usually like, it's weird, but whatever do not work for people, like for regular businesses, for me to help. So when we went on lockdown for COVID, for example, uh, the toy industry struggled a lot because it's all about shows in person. Like that's how they used to shop. They used to go to toy fairs and to see the product and to shop there, but then COVID hit And they had to close all those toy fairs and they figured out a way to do them online. And that's how I entered the business because being in Latin America, I could not assist to all the fairs they had. But when they went online, I could because they were all on platforms or Zoom or stuff like that. So that's how I built my business actually during COVID. Like I launched the Kickstarter campaign three days before the pandemic was declared. I ran my entire campaign throughout the very first, Month of COVID, where everybody was worried about buying toilet paper and frozen pizza, and nobody was thinking about <laughs> buying a doll on Kickstarter. But yet, like that helped me a lot. So um, I'm I'm not like the regular type of business owner, I guess. And with the AI, what I'm seeing is that being a solo founder and not having yet enough to have a team doing different things and to be able to hire like a marketing specialist or a copywriter or whatever. AI helped me to reshape the way I introduce my products to the world and rank better on like Google or stuff like that. So for me, the first thing I did when Chat GPT was out was like, okay, so this is what I do. Help me create like the best text. Help me create and rank better online. And then I went on my site and I changed the entire description of everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to actually take advantage of the technology more than resent it. Because like this, this is not a trend that it's here that it's gonna pass. Like this is gonna increase day by day. So you have two options: either you ride that wave with them, or you're out. Like there's no other way. So you find a way to work AI on your behalf, or AI will work you out. That's just as easy as that.
0: And I totally agree with that one. You need to, in order for you to um, move uh, forward you need to like immerse yourself with what's what's happening as well. Just like staying on on the ground where you're at or staying in the comfort, comfortable tools that you're using. You got to try the new things and not really like changing your brand or changing how you work, but somehow incorporating it and like knowing how it works for you, like leveraging the change to your advantage. Um, That's Mm -hmm. what I, uh, yeah, that's how you can um, like, get ahead of the game because nothing is constant but change is no, pretty common <laughs> comfort
1: zone is the worst thing that you could do for your business or for yourself like uh, whenever you're feeling too comfortable you should ask yourself what are you doing wrong like why are you so comfortable you're missing on something <laughs> you should be like going through stuff not going through stuff but like being uncomfortable means that you're experiencing new things and new 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 ways to do things and that speaks highly of you as a business owner so if you're too comfortable I truly invite you to figure it out like there's something there that's not working
0: and to be um to be honest with you I constantly hear that a lot and I think that's becoming sort of a syndrome right now <laughs> where leaders when when leaders feel that it's too comfortable, there must be something wrong. And I've heard that a lot in a minute. Manage- and that works. That works because um, you can start diagnosing things. You can start looking into like um, specific details, on not really specific details, but you can check again the process on what you can improve or what you're doing wrong. So it would be like a pretty helpful. So again, talking about that change. One of the things that doesn't uh, really change is like the principle that we have or core tenets that we have that we built our foundation from? So again, the answer to this question is probably said by you along the um, the, the answers with the previous question that I got. But what's what's your core foundation? What's what's the core tenets that you got that enables, enables you to have this foundation for your business?
1: So um, I'm a very straightforward person. And I'm a very transparent and honest person. And I think that helped me a lot building this business. Like, I will always tell the truth. I will never say it like, oh, I'm a very successful business owner. Uh, like, I have a lot of money. I don't need anybody. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I had no idea. Like, I literally had no idea what I was doing when I started this business. I just had a passion. I just knew what I to do. I had no idea how. So I asked a lot of questions. I always ask a lot of questions. I try to surround myself with um, clever people than me or more intelligent, not only on on business side, but also emotional, like people that went through different life scenarios, situations. I love meeting new people like from everywhere. Networking. I think networking is one of the magic tools that we all have uh, to become better at everything not only business but also like be better human beings like whenever you're ready to meet new cultures new perspectives without judgment just like listen to them like you might be surprised for good so um for me core values are definitely like be kind like you have no idea what's happening in somebody else's life like they might be running a business and running to you at an event and everything. And they may have just lost a loved one two days ago, and they still have to be there because they need to keep going. Uh, The the machine needs to keep working and you have no idea. Or they like, literally, who are you to judge anybody? Like you don't know what's going on. So for me, love and kindness are like the most um, radical way for me to do my business. And I think that one of the reasons why I was able to succeed as much as I did is because that is my premise. Like always go with loving kindness and help each other, like help as much as you can. And like generally give away and help without expecting anything in return. Like the, the first, the way you feel about helping people There's, like, no better feeling than knowing that somebody is a little bit better thanks to you. That's, like, one of the best feelings you will ever get. And then eventually, um, that karma thing, which we heard so much, like, that's actually true. Like, stay true to yourself. Be kind. Love. Like, treat people. What I feel nowadays is that... um, So I I feel like two things after the COVID. One is we're way more aware. Like there's like two sides of the population. One that is super aware of all of this that I'm talking about. And they're actually putting that in practice and they're more kind and more loving and more understandable with others. And there are those that took this onto the extreme and are super violent and aggressive and everything. And I think those are the people that need the love the most. My daughter always laughed because um, there was one situation a while ago with a guy that he was super, super, super mad, but like out of nowhere, uh, we were at an event together and he was like yelling to any person that uh, got near him. And he looked at me and he was like, what are you looking at? And I looked at him and the only thing that actually I was able to say to him was like, do you need a hug? Like if you, you you haven't been hugged enough and that, that's what happens with people. Like when you feel people stressed out and like bitching and, and yelling is probably because they're really suffering and like, and they're, they're that's the way they show. So I, I feel like I sidetracked a, a little bit on your question. I'm sorry, but like the, the, my core values are clearly those like transparency, love, kindness, truth um you'll always get way more than you expected when you give which Mm. is a nice way to go through life
0: like what you put around will, will, will eventually like just come around
1: it will but like the magic on this is do not expect it like just putting it out there it's gonna make you very very happy like forget the outcome it doesn't matter like just do it for yourself. You, like I promise you, the more people you help, like selflessly, is that a word? Selflessly?
0: If um, it's not a word, we'll
1: So the more people you help selflessly, like the happier you will be. And then that's the major reward.
0: Just having the feeling of like warmth, of doing a kind thing. I think that's already enough because... I don't know. That's one of the amazing feeling in the world. Like you give something, as you said, you don't wait for something, uh, you don't wait for like a compensation for that. Just feeling the warmth of doing that kindness. That's that's already like more than enough. And uh, listeners might think that it's becoming like more of a spiritual thing in here, or the no, not at all. It's actually it's actually a thing in a business. You know, it those, is like. like uh,
1: yeah, Amazing like business, most business owners are like this. Like those that really succeeded is because they literally went through all the bad things and they got it. Like whenever you're able to speak from the place that I'm speaking, and I'm not comparing myself to any of this, Very, but like take Richard Branson, for example. He's like one of the most famous entrepreneurs out there. And he's one of the most spiritual guys I've ever met. And uh, there's a reason why they are like this. There's a reason why they do like this group meditation or they help it because it really works. And it's not, it's, we, we're not trying to turn this into a spiritual thing. But <laughs> with that being said, we're all humans. We all have a responsibility with each other here. Like while we're sharing this word and might as well mm. share a better
0: place. I agree. And um, with that, As what you said, it came to my mind. um, One of the things that came to my mind is this saying, like, you cannot pour from an empty cup. So I don't know if that makes sense or that correlates to what you just said. But what I'm thinking right now is somehow success in a business becomes, like, the byproduct of, like, the kindness and also, like, the the value that they provide to um, the the community or the universe. So because they're doing this... um, Abundantly, that's why the universe is coming back to them with this uh, abundance as well, so that's what I'm understanding so um one of the questions that I asked to the interviews that we have, all of them um uh, mostly like all of them, is that what's the secret of like scaling and growing a business? so if <laughs> we will summarize what you've said, those are like the answer to this question, but I want you to um like. author the words what's the secret of growing and scaling a business
1: so first off um, we do business with people like people buy from people why why are they buying a product they're not buying the product per se they're buying the story behind the product like why is people choosing my rebels they're choosing my rebels because i'm inspiring women not because these are a plush there's a reason why they're they're buying my product. So I think, um, first off, there's no secret to scale the business and there's no recipe for this. Like every single um entrepreneur out there, I'm sure it's gonna tell you the exact same thing. Like every single one of our paths is completely different. And the way we scale it is different. So there's like there are a few things that are like the hard skills, if you like, that you need to follow through. Like you need to have a clear business plan, you need to know your partnerships, know your costs, like reduce costs, uh, increase um, the revenue, like all this hard skills. Yes. Yeah. You can go and make, you can have an MBA or whatever you like. And, and this will pretty much be like, if you want to be successful and scale your business, this is like the steps to it, but that's not what's going to help you scale your business. What's going to help you scale your business are relationship between humans. That's the baseline for everything. Like you do business with humans. Humans do business with humans. So how do you scale your business? You network, you get out there, you give your best, you talk to people, you ask. You ask. That's something that like, it took me forever to understand that ask for help. Like it's okay for her to ask for help. Like I'm today here because I have a lot of great mentors that were able to see that I was struggling And before I was even able to understand that I needed to ask for help, they came to the rescue. Um, But it would be so much easier if I was just like, hey, I need help. I'm not being able to do this. Like, can anybody get me through? Um, Have patience. Keep doing what you're doing, like, uh, passion-wise. And uh, it's like a try or error thing constantly. Like, that's why we say you have an idea. Like try out your MVP as fast and cheap as possible because you need to go and deteriorate with the market. Like, go, try. It Does it work? Does it not work? Talk to your customers. Like, that's fundamental business. Like, go and talk to your customers. Like, you might think they need something and then you spend all that money and you release it to the market. And then once you're there, nobody wants it. And that's on you because you were so caught up and in love with your idea that you're not even like seeing what your customer really wanted so make sure you know who your customers are and go and mingle with them like go to I don't know expos have your products on if you're like uh on the food side of this like go to the supermarkets do demonstrate but go you as a founder Not only hire someone, like sit there and spend hours talking to your customer and ask them, what do you like the most about this product? Why? Like, how does it make you feel? Does it evoke any memory from your childhood? I I don't know, like try to get as many, as much data as possible. Like data is gold and you have the chance to get that. Like you should know your customer as you know your husband or your partner. Like you should know them like this. What do they like? What do they don't like? Like what the color, the favorite color? I don't know, anything. I think that's the magic behind the, the real growth, especially like in my case, if I look back, like sometimes I feel like I'm kind of stuck and I'm not where I wish I were with my company nowadays. But if I stop and look back from what I started at what I'm and today and like how many stores we have our little rebels on and how many kids were already empowered by, the storytelling of my app and how many they learned and everything, all of that with zero dollars spent on advertising, like a hundred percent organically, not because I don't want to spend, but because I don't have it. But like, how did I do that? I went and spoke to them and I asked them for favors. And then I reached out to influencers and I was like, Hey, like, this is my reality. I cannot pay you, but I, more than happy to like uh, give us some free products would you like to try them out and like honest give me an honest review of this and it's not like uh just go ahead and say that this is a pretty doll like no i really want to know what you think about my doll like please let me know and if there's any room for improvement give me all the information like i want to give you the best customer experience as possible did I answer the question? I feel like a ramble. or
0: not definitely definitely. Okay. Um it's it's people. It's the people. It's that's 100%. that's 100%.
1: Yeah, it's,
0: I believe the ratio is like above 80% of the relationship that you have or how you deal with people will determine the success that you will have in your business. So that what you're saying and it's super insightful into us. You also write data is currency. Uh, that's the new currency right now and what you provided to us um that's a lot data and we can consider that um information is liquid gold (laughs) so really really appreciate that really appreciate that even if you say like i don't know if i answer your question are the answer that you have just i don't know hit the exact mark to where it should be i don't know if that means correct but a very wonderful um and well said answer that you have here. and we can like feel the, the what do you call that one the the sincerity from these um, answers that you got. So it's based from your experience that you you're, you've been out there. So that's what yeah. you're seeing. that's what you're sharing to us. That's why it's a liquid gold, which is pretty amazing. So if anyone wants to connect with you, reach out to you, I want to partner with you or help you with this business that you have, what's the best way to do that?
1: So I'm on LinkedIn as Marjorie Spitonic. Go ahead and like I, I'm the on, the one and only. I don't think there's another Marjorie Spitonic out there. So that's me. Just look for me. I'm also um Instagram. My Instagram is open. It's MJ Spitonic. And if not, at Little Rebels. We are Little Rebels.com, And all our social medias are at We Are Little Rebels.
0: Yeah, okay. And. Um, To our listeners, you've heard Marjorie. So again, the um, the LinkedIn, it's Marjorie Spitalnik. That's M-A-R-J-O-R-I-E. And last name is Spitalnik, S-P-I-T-A-L-N-I-K. Awesome. So guys, if you made it this far, thank you so much for sticking with us. So if you got any value from today's episode, you would love to get a rating or review where you get a podcast. And if there is someone in the midst of growing their business or thinking about like starting a business, send this episode to them and then take one thing one thing that you learn and then go out and implement and execute it and let us know how it goes we want to hear about your wins and all of um above all thanks for being a part of uh thanks for for attending to um being, uh, listening to our show and marjorie thanks for being part of our show again it's our honor it's our honor to have you in here
1: it's been super uh, fun and I, I love like I love that you consider me for this and I appreciate it so much for you having me here. It's been a while.
0: Amazing. Again, I'm going to repeat it and I can't repeat it like enough times. Thank you so much. And for our listeners, thank you again and see you in the next episode. Cheers.